Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dick Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. Ted Smith, what up, Migs? Uh, not much, just living a good life right now. How you doing? You know, can't complain. Didn't sleep much, but it was my own fault. Why is that? Sorry. Tuesday's a long day when I stayed up uh, too late watching Breaking Bad and then started watching Impractical Jokers. Kind of fell asleep <laughs> for 20 minutes and then woke up and was like, oh, what is this? The Rugby Sevens gold medal? I guess I can watch that too. I should, I should watch this. Yeah. A shout out to Fiji. They Fiji beat, won the gold? They did. They beat New Zealand. In rugby? Oh, yeah. Fiji's real good, especially in sevens. Oh, I, I learned a lot so of good this. in the eights. I hear that. Everyone knows that about Fiji. You ever seen the rugby sevens? No. So it's like, I think the field's a little smaller, but it's just seven dudes, but it's a little more wide open. It's pretty cool. If you, I don't know a ton about rugby, so it's very easy to get into. We'll have to get Luke Wilson back on, our resident rugby aficionado. Dude, and some of those dudes truck each other. Dude, I just remember I played rugby for a very brief period in high school. They had like a All club right. team. It wasn't like even like it was. It was like part of the high school, but the high school didn't want anything to do with it, kind of a thing. It wasn't yeah. considered a sport. Like you know how you have those club things, like cl- chess club, math club. And we rugby had a, might be a sport now at Dematha, but when I was there, same thing. It was just a club sport. It, just a club sport. So yeah. my buddies convinced me to do it, not knowing that it was basically kill the Italian with the ball. And so a lot of my friends... Are you playing a bunch of Irish guys? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So at at, at my high school, we all got along, of course. But there was always a Irish versus Italian kind of rivalry at our school. It was a Catholic high school. Yeah. And that was a predominant groups of 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 people at our school you know there's all types but the the main groups if you had a big bro like bust it down to one type of like you know group you had italians and you had irish yeah and so a lot of my friends i mean same thing right especially my grade school it's all catholic and italians yeah yeah so like a lot of my good friends though were irish dudes and they were just like dude you should come play rugby with us i was like sure that sounds like a blast and I don't know if they were just trying to initiate me or what, but it's, I felt like every time they were intentionally giving me the ball just so they can crush me. And I was like, what am I doing here? I am not having any fun, and I have no backup. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I only played for a little bit, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just stick with lacrosse, because we started lacrosse, uh, our lacrosse club switched to becoming an actual sport with our high school. So we were pretty pumped because we were the first ever lacrosse team for our high school, which has gone on now. They have a pretty good lacrosse program. When we started it, we were awful. We were like the bad news bears of lacrosse. Yeah, that's so funny. I So I've never played – I've played a lot of sports, but I haven't played rugby or lacrosse. I mean, I played lacrosse in gym class, and then I live with a guy that played at Hopkins. So I yeah. can like – I can catch and throw a ball, but that's about it. Yeah, I don't remember anything about how to play rugby. I legit, all I remember is to run for my life. Like, that was yeah. it. <laughs> that's really it. So you're watching Breaking Bad now. I, I just got into it. I am freaking obsessed with it. How great. I contend there's two shows that I will say are my favorite television shows of all time. Not include, like, like scripted shows, like episodic shows. To me, it's Breaking Bad, and I don't know if you ever got hooked on the Money Heist show that I've talked about uh, on Netflix. See, I got to get back to that. I only watched like two or three episodes. I feel like, to me, that it, those two are almost like, uh, depending on how I feel, I, I lean more towards Money Heist because I felt like it was more action throughout the entire season, so I really, I right. really dug that one. But Breaking Bad's like the greatest television show ever made. It's so well written. Yeah, like for me, if people ask, I always say The Wire. I, and I've, I'm, I've tried to get into that, and I haven't. 
God, that's crazy. I think I've watched that whole series probably five times. And I'm sure, I think I just need to get through the first couple episodes. You know what you I do. mean? It's and like, you do. It's like get that through, for any show. And you got to get through season two. The one on the docks is a little slower. Okay. Uh, and Ziggy sucks. But other than that, yeah, but F Ziggy. I will say, watching Breaking Bad, like, I get it now. Because, I mean, like, I'll go home tonight and finish season two. So that's two seasons, I think, in two weeks. Well, dude, that's how my wife and I did the exact same way. So I get it. Like, we would watch it at night, and we would binge watch two, three episodes a night. And there were times where we both like, you want to stay up a little later? All right, let's watch another episode. And there were other times where we're like, can we not watch any more Breaking Bad and watch something silly and fun? Yes. Because you know what I mean? Like, you'd have nightmares or like, you'd just yeah. stay up thinking about it. It's such a mind F. It, it is. But it is so good. It's the, And I was also late. I started watching it at the... I started binging Breaking Bad right when it ended as a show. All right. How long has it been off? It has to be 2013, I think. 2014 or 2013. So I've done that with two other shows. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dexter. Yeah. I only watched the last episode, which apparently sucked for everybody because they're they're coming back. Yeah. And then I did the same thing with Dawson's Creek. The only episode I've ever seen is the series finale. Well, that, that, and I don't know if I've ever, I think I've shared <laughs> you the story. Like, we watched it, we watched the very, very last episode of Breaking Bad solely to troll Breaking Bad fans on yeah. that listen to our radio show. Like, we were just like, how funny would it be if I watched the show and live tweet about how confused I am? It'll get under the skin. Just a silly troll thing. And I mean, I don't get it. Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? And then we watched my wife and I, and both of us were like, for for the stuff we didn't understand, whatever, the stuff we did get, what an incredible ride. I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but it was just like so good that it made us want to go back and watch the entire show. And as you know, with the show, you probably already noticed like there's a lot of flash forwards, flashbacks. There is. So knowing what was going to happen really didn't spoil the show because it just felt like the ultimate flash forward. And like they kind of give you hints. Yeah. But even when it gets there... You still have no, like, it, it doesn't make sense how they got, and you're just like, you got to be kidding me. And I have no idea, like, I have no frame of context of what happened in what season, because it's been so long since I watched it. It's been like, you know, five years. Uh, but, so I have no idea where you're at. I know you told me you were at the like, end of the season two. Yeah. But I have no idea what that means. I don't want to spoil for anybody, but it's, yeah, I, okay, that, ooh, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, I was just sitting in my living room, there was no sound on, I was like, this is sad and dark. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but sad and dark. <laughs> but anyhow, I'm fired up to go home and watch the last episode of season two. That's how we were. We would look forward to every night. Like, can we watch another episode of Breaking Bad? It's like, and, and, and it keeps getting better because you get more invested in the characters. It's one of the great character development shows. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing with The Wire. Yeah. It's like. I always tell people this, like the wire, the greatest thing about the wire and the, the saddest thing about the wire is that you realize nothing really changes and nothing really hasn't changed there, whether it's the cops, the criminals, like blah, blah, blah. But you get so invested in both sides. Yeah. Like sometimes you want the cops to win. Sometimes you want the criminals to win. And then sometimes like well, there's still criminals and bad things happen. You're like, no, yeah, not, no, not that, not that person. That's how Breaking Bad was for me. It was like every so often a new favorite would come. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that guy's my guy. Or that girl, she's my favorite. You know what I mean? Like, you you always found new reasons. And so that's why I loved about Money Heist, too. It's like, even the bad guys, you found reasons to fall in love with the bad guys. And you're like, oh, but I don't want to see anything bad happen to this bad guy. All right. The other one I'm telling you, you got to watch Lupin. I keep hearing that's great. Awesome. And that's on Netflix. It is. And there's only, 
I think the first session is four episodes, and the second one's four episodes, so I'm already jonesing. But I think it's going to be another year before they pump them out. Before we get to your TED Talk, I found a fun clip. All um, right. Back in 2014, we had Aaron Paul in studio, and he was oh, promoting no a movie called Need for Speed, and it was like fresh oh, off. Yeah. yeah, good movie. And we had him in, and, and a bunch of texts were coming in, or emails. I can't remember what kind of form of uh, communication we had at that God, time. God, I just want to give Jesse a hug sometimes. Right. <laughs> He's so great. <laughs> He's so good. You know what the crazy part is? You find out, like, I, I remember reading something. He was supposed to die after the first season. Yeah, I just but, read that list uh, last week on the men's room. Yeah, he was supposed to be killed off at season one, but he was so popular and people liked him. They were like, we got to keep him in. And he became like the number, it was like 1A and 1B. Yeah. When you think about it, he was like the 1B. So we had him on. And BJ and some of the listeners like, dude, you got to tell him how you fell in love with Breaking Bad. So it was kind of a fun moment. So here I am explaining to Jesse or Aaron Paul. (laughs) Jesse. (laughs) How I wasn't a fan of Breaking Bad until the very last episode. I was late to the party, and so all Very of a sudden, everybody's talking party, about the BJ. big finale, the final episode. You know, it's like I'm going to be super douche, and I'm going to watch the very last episode. Never watched an episode and, before. And be the annoying guy on Twitter saying I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> well, what happens is I fall in love with the episode. My wife and my wife's like, "Why are we doing this?" So we sit and we watch it, and we're just blown away. We have no idea what happened, the stuff that's going on, but the story arc is just so amazing in that final episode that then we went back and binge watched all of it. We're up to the final season now, and just it's my favorite show of all time like, wow. and, and, but because I was wanting to be a douche and watch the last episode you know, sometimes last it episode. Pays, off, pays off to be a douche yeah good good for you I love that <laughs> <laughs> True, that should be the TED talk for today that, you know what it can be TED talks starring Smith. Celebrity TED Talk from Aaron Paul. Sometimes it pays off to be a douche. Sometimes it pays off. Is that line again? Here we go. Wait. TED Talk with the Ted Smith starring Aaron Paul. Douche. And watch the last episode. You know, sometimes last it episode. Pays, off, pays off to be a douche. Yeah. Good, good for you. I love that. <laughs> he gave me the good for you. Good for you. Thanks for wasting my time with your story. Oh, <laughs> man. It's so tough to like people don't understand like it's it's awesome when you get in big stars and stuff. Yeah. But sometimes like they're just going from city to city doing this all the time. Right. You know, it's like uh, it's hard to make an impression. Whereas like when you're calling the coach and the cracking coach, coach and stuff, like you're in his he's in your town, like yeah. this and that. There's more of a relationship. We'll have maybe many times getting to talk to him. Yeah. This is a one and done, and I got a good for good you. Good for you. All right, what's the real TED talk? Sorry. Oh, Jesus. Well, Steve, uh, <laughs> mm, that is awesome. Uh, you know, I, I've probably given some version of this one before, but s- summertime, keep the sunscreen up. Yes. And also, like, uh, I ran into a couple of buddies I hadn't seen in a while this weekend. It was just good. Actually, you know, Drago. So yeah. Drago and his ah, wife, nice. literally for, for like an hour and a half, but it was just cool. They were super busy, but he's like, yeah, we'll carve out, you know, two hours come by. I was like, great. So, just, you know, just a reminder, check yeah. in with people. Pays off, pays off to be a douche. Yeah. Good, good for you. I love that. <laughs> good for you. Good. good for you. I love that. Good I mean, I for you. He's good smiling. For you. I love that. What's that? It, it sounds like he's smiling when he says He was, it. yeah, but it still sounds, when you listen back, you're like, he doesn't give an F. No. He's like, I'm here to promote a movie, and you're telling me about how you got into a show I'm not even getting paid for anymore by. Good for you. Good for you. I'm so happy for you. That was such a sweet story. Good, good for you. I love you don't love that. Be honest with me. You hate every second of this moment, this interview. 
Man, all these years, I thought he liked me. Are <laughs> you just hearing it for the first time? Yeah, I'm just no. I've heard good it many times. You. I'm just feeling it for the first time. Good, good for you. I love that. <laughs> oh. I laughed. He's like, who's that guy? He is a douche. God, that reminds me. Wasn't there somebody else? I can't think of who it was, but he's big in like the nerd world. But like, we like him too. And you guys went to like a baseball game or something. And I think those guys kept asking him like nerd questions. And you were just like, so you like baseball? And then like the guy that was it Simon Pegg? Simon Pegg, Dick yeah. Frost, and Edgar Wright. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I can imagine with Aaron Paul, it's the same thing. You probably get people, like, all they want to talk about is goddamn Breaking Bad. Oh, I bet. And yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, including me. <laughs> saying, you know, I have a movie to promote. That's cool, Aaron, but I, I just watched Breaking Bad. Good for you. I love that. <laughs> Thanks, or you could do my classic move. Just talk to celebrities like Jeff Dye and don't realize it's Jeff Dye until 20 minutes into the conversation. Oh, was that the, the time we went to Pearl, Pearl Jam, Jam with Becky Lynch? Yeah. Which, nice little flex we have right there. Yeah. <laughs> went to Pearl Jam with Becky Lynch. Well, right, because when we were standing at the bar, right, like Becky Lynch, obviously you recognize. Yeah. And, and, right. So she was, Jeff was dating her at the time. At the time, yes. Right. Jeff's uh, Seattle comedian. Uh, what's the show he was on with? Uh, he was on with the, Terry Bradshaw and, and William Shatner. Yeah, it was like the old guys, and he'd take them around. They do adventures, and then he did, he made a brief appearance on the Too Hot for ha- Too Hot to Handle dating show on Netflix, the second season. Oh, nice! Yeah, so, we just started watching that show again. Was, so I watched the first season, but without being stuck in a pandemic, like I'm not as apt to watch the dating shows. Like I mean, last year, I was like, "This show's great." We loved that show last year. We've tried to watch two, maybe three episodes, and. Both Sid and I end up playing on our phones. All right. Don't get me wrong. They're hot, but I don't know what it is. Maybe that's the reason. We love the first season. This season, we don't give two. And there's a guy from Seattle on this season. Well, the other problem is, is this season for like somebody like me, like there's actual sports to watch again and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably it. There's better stuff to watch now. Yeah. I think when I got into all that stuff, there was nothing else on. I wonder if like even like the Tiger King would have done well now. I still think Tiger King would not be nearly what happened. If if that because remember that ha- that was like March April people started watching it yep. that was when like the whole country was locked down that was a perfect storm for them yeah. yeah yeah there's no way like if they had just released that that'd be one of those weird ones that like me and you would watch late at night by ourselves right but it wouldn't have like the mainstream attention that it got no no, no. chance so Jeff Die right we're sitting at the yep. bar talking you recognize Becky Lynch uh, your boy Jay just looks at yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm not talking. So me and Jeff Big just swole looking, muscle bald guy. Right. So we're just BSing, and somehow we started talking about Bernie Man. But then we're sitting at their table, and we're like eating tacos, and we're doing a shot of tequila. Right. And then I finally just go, I go, Oh, S, you're Jeff Die, aren't you? He's like, Yeah. I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> right. And then it was fine. It was just, it was just weird. It kind of yeah. like flushed over me. Like, you watch this guy. You watch his comedy specials. Like, How you funny is that? Because like you weren't expecting. It's not like, you know what I mean? When you see somebody in an environment that you don't expect to see them in, sometimes you don't understand who that person is, if that no. makes sense. Yeah, and it took a second to be like, oh, man. Like, yeah, like, hey, we're going to go meet up with Becky Lynch and her friends. Not once did you think one of her friends at the time is Jeff Dye. Right. <laughs> it's just some dude. It's like, oh, he's a handsome man. Okay, I get why he's hanging out with her. Right. And honestly, between those all those people were so attractive. They like, were. I, I was like, just play it cool, Ted. You're here with Steve. They were attractive and in shape. And then there was us two. Yeah. And they were really nice. <laughs> they were great. And then they were like, You guys want some tequila? Like, sure. And yeah, they, they wouldn't right, let us pay for they food. They wouldn't let us or pay drinks. for anything. I, I tried. Right. I was just like, oh my God, I am just the short fat guy with all these hot people. Hot and in shape. Like all oh. of them. Like like 
they are like the true like those what do you see those, those stupid like shirts that say alpha elite you know like oh, yeah. alpha male or alpha female athlete they are that yes and, and then here we and like they're like fitness experts and the biggest star in the WWE who's also you know obviously in great shape it's like yeah. it's ridiculous and then there's us right. <laughs> what's up guys right. you guys want some chips <laughs> You guys want some of this food? Actually, I do, man. I just got off work. <laughs> we ordered some mozzarella steaks. You want to eat them with us? They're like, no. <laughs> well, the, I mean, look, the ultimate flex of that. Sorry, it's always just me and Steve telling stories. But is that like our whole work, like company, was in the back room of Elysian Field? Yes. Right? I had a drink with them, and then Steve was like, hey, man, you want to come over here and hang out? I was like, yeah, man, I'd rather hang out with you. Yeah, we see these people all the time. Right. <laughs> You guys had like a nice table. You could sit down. I know. I was sitting over and like schmooze each other land. Like, I, look, I don't need to schmooze anybody. Anybody trying to schmooze me. All right, well, we can take a quick break. <laughs> we'll talk some sports. All right. Uh, I got some exciting hockey news. Nice. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think we'll do, I don't know if we'll get to anything else. I mean, we, we, we hope to. I mean, because it would be nice to talk about a bunch of stuff, but you just never know how things work out. Good for you. I love that. <laughs> then the mega cash return. <laughs> These two guys are still hungover from the weekend. Ted and Steve will be back when the Megacast returns. Did coronavirus ruin your vacation plans this year? Yep, we wanted to relax in Cabo San Lucas, but now we can't go. Well, turn that frown upside down. Introducing Backyard Vacations. Backyard Vacations? We bring the vacation to your backyard. That sounds great. Tropical drinks. Nice. Sun poisoning. Wait, what? A $42 turkey club sandwich. That doesn't sound right. You'll be picked up by a taxi driver driving you through a dangerous neighborhood. Why would we leave the house? We've even had Adapted your tap water. Careful, your stomach's not used to it. Stay away from the faucet, Barbara! Backyard Vacations. Let yours begin today. One of these two dicks just farted. Oh, that's not their ass. It's their overall existence that stinks. The Megacast is back. We just watched the video back. We watched the video back of the uh, Aaron Paul yeah. moment when he does. Yeah, good, for okay. good for you. I love that. It seemed like he was in a good mood about it, actually. I was like, was he actually a nice guy? I'm like, yeah, he was a very nice guy. He wasn't really, he wasn't a jerk at all. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> that clip makes it sound like he was just like so unenthused, but he couldn't be a nicer guy. Like, I don't want people to think, oh, wow, we had a bad experience with him. He actually was really cool. <laughs> it is, and when you listen back to that, it just sounds like he just sucked the life out of me. Good for you. I love that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm glad he was nice and he, he showed me the video, but I like the idea that Aaron Paul was legit just annoyed by Steve Mix. It's more fun. That's, that's yeah. a better narrative. Yeah. <laughs> the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. Good for you, I love This is the Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Good for you. Great popcorn. I mean, Steve, obviously the biggest news in the entire world right now oh, is boy. the fact 
What are the Mariners doing? What happened? Seriously, I, they have. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, was it yesterday or the day before? Poor Mike Hawk looked like he was having a breakdown. I said, "What's going on?" He's like, "They're trading away people again." And I was like, "How many years can you be rebuilding, dude?" That they had that game where they come from behind against Houston, right? Huge that? win. That was two nights ago. All right. Yesterday they trade their their top relief pitcher. Like he's considered one of the best relief pitchers. In Major League Baseball right now. And not only do they trade them, they trade them to the team that they're playing that they're trying to catch in the AL West. I, I, at this point, I just feel bad for Mariners fans. Kendall Graveman. Yeah, I'm just like, what is going on over there? And like, I mean, that's the thing, right? I, technically, they've been rebuilding for, what, 17? Right. And then people are like, well, years? in all fairness, this is the rebuild, the, 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 the Poto rebuild, which is different than the whoever, Bavese rebuild or this guy rebuild. It's like, okay, I get that. Like each GM comes in, they're dealt a bad hand, so they have to start rebuilding. But as a fan, I don't give an F. Like this is ridiculous. It's been like 20 years since we've had a good team. Right. That's the other thing too. It's like it's one thing to be rebuilding often and staying competitive, but like they don't even make the postseason. Well, look at like the Blackhawks right now. They're considered to be a rebuilding team. What do they do? They add the Jones brothers. They got them um on defense and they just picked up Marc-Andre Fleury. So while they're rebuilding, they're now, again, a serious contender to make a, a good run in the playoffs. Right. You can rebuild and still have like star players that bring up the level of those, those young players. Yeah, and you've got to be at least somewhat competitive to keep the fans there. Yeah, and they've I mean, been coming, dude. The fans have been showing up again. I just worry sometimes that, that that organization is just about making money as opposed to winning. Well, dude, I thought the quote that went to an unidentified Mariners player, which I'm not trying to set speculation with. There's only a couple players I feel like have been around for a long time on the team. All right. And maybe it's one or two of those guys that must have said this because it just says when they found out about that guy being traded, are you effing kidding me? It says it never changes. They don't care about winning. How do you trade him and then say you care about winning? And then you trade him to Houston? It never changes. Then another guy said, hey, our, our general manager likes to hang up in the office and, and play fantasy baseball and never even comes down to check with us and see what we want. Right, and remember, for years when the Nintendo guy owned it, he never even came to a game. No, in person. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's, but it's infuriating because it's like this team has been kind of like quietly playing great baseball. Yeah, I mean, mathematically, they're like one of the teams still involved. I want to say for the wild card, they're like now, a half or so game out of the yeah. wild card. I saw their percentage is only like 15, but I saw this morning. I was like, all right, so they're still around. Right. It seems like they still been, a chance. Right. I mean, look, I, I, I just want the Mariners to go to the postseason since I know so many people, right? Obviously, I'm a transplant, but so many people here are diehard Mariners fans. And I'm like, just give them something, man. Like, give them something. Yeah. It's like they're the, they're now the we now are what uh, the Chicago Cubs felt like. Or yeah. even like the Red Sox for a while. You know what I mean? Like you're just this team that just never seems to get it right. And you're the Seattle. The Indians from back in the day. Or now the Guardians. You right. know? But, you're Seattle. Yeah. If Tampa Bay can get it right every few years, like, come on, you're in a much bigger market. You have more money. Like, you got to do something. Is it the curse of the Trident? I, Jesus, man. All right. So <laughs> I did not know about that till this year. Oh, you haven't heard? That's a crazy story, though. No, who is it? Uh, somebody on one of the sports stations. Can't remember which guy right now. Uh, but right, he's like, I hate to bring it up, but is it the curse of the Trident? And I'm like, oh man, I've never heard this. I hope not, because it looks badass. But It's my favorite Mariner logo. Yeah. But apparently ever since they an upside down Trident is bad luck. I don't know why. Is it like a seafaring thing? Maybe. Maybe now that we have Kraken, 
the Kraken can come over and like reverse the curse. Yeah. I don't know if that's how it works. <laughs> or maybe like maybe a Seahawk could just fly over from the football stadium, grab the upside down trident, and then drop it and it hits the Astros mascot. Yes. And then it's like, the curse is over. And then the giant tentacle from the sea of the Kraken comes off and just rips the head off of all the Astros. Right. And then a giant sea wolf just swims through the water and eats their heads. <laughs> all of this seems very believable. <laughs> this, this sounds like the worst Marvel movie of all time. It is awful. We have knockoff Aquaman. In fact, we have audio of us pitching it to Marvel, and this is what they said. Good, good for you. I love that. Yeah, they don't really love. Get that. out of our office. <laughs> don't call us. We'll call. All right, we'll you. go to DC, man. DC will do anything. <laughs> they don't. They don't give an app. Right. Oh, uh, the Olympics going on too. Olympics are going on. <laughs> Uh, in the world of hockey, I'm very excited. I don't know if you've heard of some of the big acquisitions for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, I have heard of them, Steve. I do not know the players. I'll give you just a quick, quick right. rundown. I got 10 second rundown just of each player. No, no, that's good though. That's that's the fun. Like I put up on my Twitter, and I wasn't trying to like be one thing. I want. I don't want any old school hockey fans to be kind of gatekeepery. Like like don't don't come into our sport if you haven't been a fan forever. I know you you know hockey. Yeah. So it's not like as if like you're like someone that's like brand new. But I want the people who are brand new. If you have no idea about anything about hockey, don't understand icing offsides. I shared a playlist. Of Snoop Dogg. I know it sounds ridiculous, but Snoop Dogg did a video series. They're all two minutes long. I think there's nine episodes for the NHL a few years ago where he breaks down the basics of hockey and he does it in nice. Snoop Dogg fashion. But he actually ex- describes how like certain rules way better than anyone I've ever heard try and describe them because it's just like kind of a fun way. But yeah. he'll, he'll break down offsides and icing and penalties and the some of the fun like traditions of the Stanley Cup. And they're all like two minutes long. It's on my Twitter at I'm Steve Miggs. You should watch it if you're if you if you're new to hockey, that'll be a good thing. But so what we did today. By the way, yeah, bring those fans in. Yes. Old hockey heads don't like Sounders went through the same thing, and there was like a small group of people that were like, oh, they don't know. Like, who cares? Bring them in. Right. Let them let them start enjoying the sport. We want the sport to grow. It's like even like some Seahawks fans that have been fans longer than you know. Be back in, in the Hasselbeck days or earlier, or have like this ad to own oh, the 12s are different than Seahawks fans. I'm like, just, no, we're all fans. Like, stop being that way towards someone who I don't care if someone became a Seahawks fan yesterday. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Like, we should all, like, that's what we want. Don't you want to, like, have everybody cheering for the team? Like, uh, that home team vibe? I don't know. I jumped on the bandwagon. And welcome aboard. Yeah. I, you know, it's, I think that's how it should be. So, <laughs> Kraken, of course, right now they're calling it free agent frenzy and it's nuts, dude. Compared to any other year, I feel like I, it, it's ridiculous how many free agents have been signed and worked in deals that are happening today. Today starts it all, right? All so right the yeah, Kraken, my Twitter was going nuts with the my sports people. It's insane, dude. And so the Kraken, I thought during the expansion draft, did a really good job of getting some good goaltenders. Young, but I feel like these guys could be really good. A great set of defensemen. I think we're solid in defense. In fact, we might have a surplus of good defensemen where you can make some trades. Forwards, some good grinders like guys are like third or fourth line guys but you don't have any like star scorers you need those first line guys second line guys and they have a guy like Everly that they picked up from the Islanders during the draft that's very good uh Yanni Gord as well but so today though they made a couple good pickups uh Alex Wenberg who's the guy that played with Florida he's all right it's like his third season had had like 20 goals last year he's on an uptick and he's 26 years old so we're in good hands with him locked him in for a couple years Jane Swartz from St. Louis very good player he's one of those if he stays healthy we're in good hands. So I saw that one today because it was already like Swartzy. Yes, Swartzy. <laughs> yeah, I was right. Like, nice. One of our guys. I don't know if Wenberg is going to be Bergy or Wenny or whatever. <laughs> but the big one, and it, I was not expecting it. I thought for sure we were all locked in with our goalies. I was like, they're young. 
but we should be okay. We picked up one of the best goalies in the league from Colorado. And that's, oh, no uh, kidding. Yeah, Philip Grubauer. He was a finalist for the best goalie of the year, the Vezina right. Trophy. He had like an under two goals against average. He's legit. Like, he's really good. Many are saying, okay, you pair him up with Chris Drieger, who we already have, who they signed from Florida. We have easily the best one-two goalie combo in the league. Yeah, and I mean, that's awesome. Somebody like me, old school, I like that. Build with defense, yep. the offense will come. Got a strong defense in front of him. You have a great goalie that doesn't even need a good defense, but now you got a good defense with a great goalie. We're probably going to be playing a lot of 2 1, 1 nothing games. Yeah. It's not going to be a team that's going to be like, you know, and the offense that we have, they're going to, we have a couple guys now that can put the puck in the net, but they definitely need a bigger goal scorer. And the Matty Beniers kid could be a good player in the future. He was our number two draft pick overall in the entry draft. I don't know if you were paying attention to that over the weekend, but the best part about that was, I don't know if you saw this, but they called him to tell him, hey, congratulations for drafting you. Yeah. You, know, you always see that with NFL yeah. draft. He sent them straight to voicemail, didn't even answer the phone. Oh, because he didn't recognize the number. Here, check it out. Your call has been forwarded to an <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, in the kid's defense, I don't blame him. But it's draft day. You know somebody from a random number is going to be calling you. I guess. <laughs> yeah. He's like, who the F is this? I go on his Instagram page. I'm just curious. Like, just kind of almost stalkery. And I'm like, I think I like this guy already. I click on, like, who he follows on Instagram just out of curiosity. Yeah. It's all hot chicks. Yeah, I mean, like, I like you're right. Him. You should have been prepared, but also, like, I don't know. You think the Seattle Kraken would be like, Seattle Kraken calling. <laughs> He answered the next time they called, though. And he pissed off like a few Seahawks fans because they're like, hey, because he's a Boston kid, I guess. And like, so, you know anything about other sports here in Seattle? Someone asked him, like, hey, what do you think about the Seahawks? He goes, oh, I love the Seahawks. I loved it when they lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Ooh. Some people are like, F this guy. We don't need him on our team. I'm like, relax. He's Yeah. He doesn't realize that that stings still for Seahawks fans. He's just a kid. Well, it does, but also, like... Right. He's here to do a job and play hockey for you. Yeah, you'll forget what team he likes when he starts putting pucks in the net and setting people up for great goals. Yeah. Yeah. As long as he as long as he scores for us, who cares? I Plus it's it, hard. I mean, look, how old is he? It's mid nineteen, twenty. I was I gonna think. say, right? Like yeah. that's hard. That kid that all that kid knows is growing up in Boston. So of course he's still gonna be a, a Pats fan. That's a good point. I never like all he knows is that team winning championships. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, it. Oh, he's 18. Yeah. Two oh, moves. Jesus. Right. <laughs> and I just love you. Yeah, you on his Instagram, it's just model after model after model. I'm like, this guy. Well, and look, we know this, right? But if people knew, like, there's a lot of pro athletes who play a sport, and that is far from the sport they watch the most. Yeah. Right? And you, you don't want to know what team, if, you, if that bothers you, you don't want to know what teams they're cheering for. Absolutely. Yeah. You think, you think they're going to just be like, now that I'm on Seattle, I'm instantly a Seahawks fan. No. No. It's going to take a little bit, if ever. Right. I mean, look, full disclosure, I have been to T-Mobile Park in a certain uh, seats in a Nats hat watching the Nats game. And then next week in a Mariner saddle, like, let's go Mariners. Right. <laughs> Well, hopefully the Mariners don't completely get rid of this team. I mean, it's been a nice little run. I just want them to make the damn postseason. It would just be like, remember, what was that? 
Five or six years ago, they were close to the yes. last day on this. It was it was the final game it was of the, the year. Final game of the year. Felix Hernandez on the mound. Yeah, me and my buddy Matty C went to that. It yeah. was. I mean, but then like in the seventh inning, we knew it was over. And I remember we were about to buy hot dogs and beers at the stadium. We were like, "It's over." You want to go to a bar where it's cheaper, <laughs> right? Though yeah. I remember that was the last, and that was like. That wasn't even like a. I mean, there was zero. There hope was a they chip, right. The they Rangers made the had wild the, card spot, and yeah. and everyone just was like, even if they make, they'll play one more game this year. Like no one had like high hopes for that. But team. it would just be fun for a change in September yeah. for the games to matter. Because remember, like you weren't here in two thousand one. Nope. Man, that was a fun run. It just yeah, they, and then of course it fizzled quick in the playoffs. But I mean, when they won one hundred and sixteen games. T, uh, it was Safeco Field at the time. It just it just opened. The All Star Game happened. I think that same year. To be a baseball fan in Seattle was ridiculous, man. 30,000, 40,000 going to all the games. Yeah, that's crazy. It was a, a whole different vibe. I mean, I hate to say this, but I don't know that I've ever seen that stadium that crowded. Like maybe opening day if you go to a game. I guess you're right because yeah. I've been to some opening days. I hate to say it or if, if the Red Sox are in town. Yeah. They pack it in there. But yeah. yeah. Or, the, or the Blue Jays. Or the Blue Jays, right, because they're Team Canada. Yeah. God, those Canadian guys. I remember back in the day. Like you know where you find some weed? Like I'll get up with a bud. What about? Uh, I don't have cocaine, Canadian dude. <laughs> you got any of that booger sugar? It was always like they're so nice about it. I was like, you white Canadian dudes are crazy. Some our coke, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Stag party, eh? Like I, I, I don't know what you're doing here. Look, I gave you a bud of weed. Right, right. I'm not gonna give you a bump of coke. Right. I don't even know what that means. First of all, did you see me almost fall over? Do I strike you as a guy that's on cocaine? No, I've clearly been ripping 24 ounce beers in this bar, like beer and weed. <laughs> yeah. None of that high end bull crap that you guys like to do. Well, I asked somebody once. I was just like, "What is with the Blue Jays?" And the guy was like, "It's the only Canadian team, so we all go." And I was like, "All yeah. right." Because yeah. I'm like, Toronto's on the other side of the country from Vancouver. So I was like, what are you guys all doing down yeah, Because what, before that, it was the Blue Jays and the Expos. And, and the it, Expos, right? right. Expos still one of my favorite logos. Logos. And color scheme. I, I thought that hat looked so sick back in the day. It is. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But I'm kind of glad they moved. <laughs> oh, that's right. They became Washington. Yeah. That's a good point. They yes. became the Nets. And they became the Nets. And now I'm hearing, speaking of Kraken, I think it's hilarious. There's a, a ton, I've seen it on Twitter too, a bunch of disgruntled Maple Leafs fans have finally given up on their team. Oh, and really? And become Kraken fans. Oh, They're I like, respect that. Time, I mean, if you're going to pick a team, you pick a team that's never existed before, I guess. It's like an, a clean, you know, it's a clean break. Yeah. And they've hit, like, after this last year with the playoffs, like, they were considered to be such a, a front runner to go pretty far, and they didn't. They lost to Montreal, and, and they, I think they were up three games to one, I think, at one point, if I remember correctly. And they're just, there's so many Maple Leafs fans are like, I'm just done. I can't keep doing this every year. I'm just sick of it. Go Kraken. Hey, why are you going to break my heart every year? Right. And I see a couple like Twitter pages are like, Canadian Kraken fan was once a Maple Leafs fan, now Kraken, day one fan, or something silly. I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here, Ted. Yeah, man. Uh, this Saturday, I'm going to be over at the Fraternal Order of Eagles in bellingham that oh the, no kidding yeah which i was 1125 north forest street saturday night just go to 5cc wrestling on social media or type in 5cc wrestling the number five and then cc wrestling uh on your google machine and you can find out about getting tickets i'm, I'm wrestling for the championship nice it's a five-way battle five people can uh uh qualified for this title including yours truly steve Miggs. Well, 
I was to say, and Bellingham's dope. I love going up there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I always have a great time. The fans there are awesome. The vibe there is really cool. And, and plus, I get to wrestle in front of people. I can't complain about that. How did we do last weekend? Uh, last week, walked away with a big W, beat Max Burnside. So that's right. Stoner, what's up? Yeah. Some say I, I might have resorted to using my championship title to hit him in the face with, but you know what? Hey, win's a win. Win's a win. Ref wasn't looking, therefore yeah. it never happened. If he doesn't blow the whistle, it's not a foul. Yeah. It was did, great, dude. The crowd, did you drink a cider? I did not. I drank uh, Middle Finger for Migs IPA. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the Humble Abode Brewing. They brought beer there to this the Trailbreaker Cider House. Nice. And all of a sudden, all these people are like, dude, love your beer. I'm like, I don't, I don't. I don't make beer. I don't have a beer. And I look on their wall and it says middle finger for me. I'm like, oh, they actually did do that. Met the owner of the place. He brought me a a beer. Me and this guy, Warhorse, who's a great indie wrestler that's like making waves across the whole country. And that's right. You sent me a picture. Yeah, he brought both of us a beer. And we're both like, this is actually really good. And post-wrestling beer, I didn't realize this. One of the greatest things I've ever had. Oh, right. You just put in all that effort. You're hot and sweaty. Then it's an IPA, so it's strong. And cold. Oh, I was going to say, I bet that gave you a quick buzz. I f- actually, yeah. Yeah. To the point where like, I walked back into the dressing room. I just finished one of the beers. I had another one. And there was like a serious talk. Some, some fan was saying some stupid ass. And these two people that were talking with like like people that run the event. So they were all having like a serious heart to heart about how to handle this situation. They handled it really well. They sent the biggest guy out there to talk to them. They stopped acting like fools or were kicking you out, and it worked. Uh, right. But as I'm walking back there, all this serious stuff's going on, and I just walk up. I'm like, what's going on? And I belch. And then one of the girls, Holly, who wrestled, she was in tears because she's like, you don't understand. How serious this was? There was like a... This was like a serious talk. No one was mad at each other back there. They were just like, what do we do to handle this moron that's in the crowd? And I walk out, and I walk... And just clearly buzzed. And like, what's going on? <laughs> Steve makes his back. Verified drinker. <laughs> and shout out to Rich from Lion Pride Party Buses. They got us uh, to and from nice. Spokane safely. And, 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 and I definitely turned on a new group of people to the party bus lifestyle. I mean, how can you hate it? Dude, the minute they walked in, they go, we didn't realize it was this kind of party bus. I'm like, yeah, that's when party. I didn't say we're going in a school bus or a, a short bus. I said a party bus. Yeah. It was awesome. I should give a little love to Emerald Queen Casino yes. for Cage Sport MMA. That new showroom is awesome. Yeah, everything looks great. Super nice. Good yeah. fights. Awesome card. How are the amateur ones? We don't again. It's the only pro fights in the state, Steve. So we had a bunch of debuts, but we don't. We that's don't have I amateur. That's fights. what I meant. That's what yeah. I meant. The, the, the amateurs that just turned pro. How are those? So fights? the fight of the night uh, actually was a guy. I forget his first name. His last name was Chang, and he was from Portland. So the first couple rounds, it's like he seems faster, but it's like is he like. Like, not letting his hands go. Third round, he gets this guy in a clinch, clean knee, knocks him out. So then I run into him back in the locker room, and to his credit, first thing he says is, was the guy okay? I go, yeah, yeah, You just, you caught him on the button, he was up in 10 seconds. That's cool. Yeah. And then he was, and then I was like, yeah, it seemed like, you know, you were kind of like, he wasn't touching you up much. And he's like, yeah, I wanted to soak it in. So I was kind of pacing it out the first two rounds. I'm like, Jesus, that is amazing. On your debut pro fight, you had the, like the, yeah, the presence of mind to be like, oh, I'll keep keep messing around a little bit so I could soak this in, feel the moment. Yeah, but do it you was, think that's like something that was just inherently in him, or his coaches got him to that point of they, comfortable. They've got it to that point. You know what and, I mean? And, and, and you have enough amateur fights, you're kind of ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was awesome. The room looked good, and then uh, yeah, just a great night. So I needed a face that has to hurt. Oh, dude, he caught him. I mean, literally, just boom, right oh. underneath his chin. Ah. Ah, <laughs> but it was awesome. I and I know it sounds brutal, 
But man, go like cage sport or not, go watch live fights if you like combat sports. Oh, it's the best to be in the room. Right. And hearing somebody take a body shot just really changes your your opinion when you're watching it on TV. Like, that's not that bad. Like when you hear that somebody's fist hitting flesh, you're like, all right. Yeah. Body shots matter. You can feel it. Kicks matter. Yeah. And also just the energy of being around other people. It's just yeah. it's intense. Oh, I was nervous as hell. That was the first time I'd been on a microphone in a year and a half. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, I had terrible butterflies. Did the poop? <laughs> uh, I did not. KJ Wright was there too. Nice. Yeah. Did you tell him to sign with the Seahawks? He said it's up to John and uh and Pete. Oh, so you guys I, didn't talk about it. I asked him in the cage. You know me. I'm not passing up the opportunity. You need a sports report. The Ted Smith is there. Oh, so he came into the cage. Oh yeah. Did try and fight him? <laughs> no. I was gonna tell a terrible joke, but honestly, he was so big I got scared. Which well, is like, a joke. I was gonna say, KJ, everybody in the room is thinking the same thing, so I have to ask you. How many teams are going to end up in the SEC? Oh, because <laughs> he went to Mississippi State. But like at that point, like KJ also was very nice, but kind of a soft-spoken dude. Yeah. So I need. I had to almost like get him back in just for a question. So oh, I, I had you, to ask him the yeah. question. Yeah, that's cool though. Yeah. I bet the place went nuts when he said that. Of course. Yeah. Then they started the Seahawks. I just put the mic down. I was like, "Chant it out, boys! Chant yeah. it out!" Yeah. Enjoy that moment. <laughs> the one time I met KJ Wright, and it was like passing. I think it was doing like a tour with Luke or something. Yeah. I can't remember what, but. I can't remember why we, but was it, was it when we went? I don't know. It if might it was. have been. But remember, he was like he was he was showing a family. He was giving like his family a tour of the. Oh V-Mac. yeah, yeah, that was KJ. Yeah, and he I just, was with him. It was super quick, but he, like he was like, "Hey, what's going on, guys?" That's like, what I'm saying. Like, like a total sweetheart. Yeah, couldn't be nicer. It's almost like when sometimes when you meet football players, like, geez, like that is a difference when he straps on that helmet. Yeah, he's a whole different person. Yeah, super nice, soft spoken, right. just like yeah. Like you're like, oh, that guy's in great shape, not knowing that he just murders people on the field. Like, just, just crushes people. Not a problem. No, not for a KJ. Well, that's probably why he's so nice. He gets all that anger out on the players. Hey, no kidding. That's why I'm a little ball of frustration over here. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> at the Megacast. And will I believe be back next week? Yeah. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. I'd say give it a good 98% chance we'll be back. What's high? You know what? 96? Good for you. <laughs> oh, no. I. <laughs> KJ, we really hope that you're going to come back. We're just big fans of yours. Good, good for you. I love that. <laughs> Bye. See you. Yeah. Enjoy Breaking Bad, Ted.